Hello, my name is Scott Bradley and this is Scott Scott Podcast and today I'm joined by Matthew Templeton. How are we? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Thanks for asking. And we're also joined by Ben Baker. Ben, how are we? Um, brilliant, Scott. Thank you. So, boys, let's just dive right into it. Um, we'll talk about the whole form on Sunday. Um, Celtic beat Rangers 1-0 and Matthew, I'll start with you. That was a very poor performance from Rangers, wasn't it? Yeah, if you could even call it a performance, it was... It was non-existent. Um, sat back, gave him too much respect. No, for absolutely nothing when we did get the ball, and it's just I came came into this with so much optimism for once and just failed to deceive. Absolutely, and uh, Ben, I can imagine you're absolutely buzzing. Um, what did you make of the game? Uh, I'm buzzing. I really enjoyed the game actually. Um, watching Celtic dominate. Again, as I've watched them dominate for the last how many old films, um, obviously I, I, I would have expected Celtic to score a few more. Um, but I mean, it was a good, it was a good goalkeeping performance for McGregor. Um, he's actually defended pretty well considering the amount of uh, so amount of pressure Celtic applied, which I'm sure you sure you all agree. But it was an exciting game, like a build up in the Rogers versus Gerrard and Rangers starting the season sort of well in Europe. Um, but I, was, I enjoyed the occasion. Uh, obviously, happy we won. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Matt, as you were saying, uh, Rangers uh, showed Celtic far too much respect. Uh, Rangers never pressed Celtic enough. Rangers sat far too deep, and uh, the, the way Rangers set up and the the tactics Rangers employed really did cost us a game. If Rangers really went for it. I think that game would have been a different outcome and it was just the fact that Rangers were treating Celtic as if they were Barcelona. That's the way we set up. We set up like we were playing Barcelona and we just sat back and it was like we were playing for the point. I know. No, like, what I was saying is uh, during the the aftermath of the game, we should have done what Hearts done, just go. I know Hearts were home at that point but still, you need to go for them, attack for them, obviously we know they're defending of troubles um, at the back and if you don't go for it you're never going to win the game and like you said Lane has played for the point and it ultimately failed exactly and it's not like we don't have quality in the final third and uh, the way we just set up just baffled me Uh, I could not believe it and at times we're on the ropes in that game absolutely and uh, I think we were quite fortunate to leave uh, with just a 1-0 defeat and uh, you can also tell the Rangers players looked absolutely shattered. Obviously, that long trip come back from Russia, and you can tell some of the players out there were absolutely knackered. Especially at Jaria, he should have been taken off at half time. His legs were like jelly. Uh, our midfield, I thought, was very nervy throughout the whole game. Uh, the midfield did not turn up. Rangers, quite frankly, never turned up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Alan McGregor is, uh, in my opinion, boys, I said this uh, last week, the best goalkeeper in Scotland. I think it's uh, hard to make a case for anybody else, to be honest. And uh, he's he's Scotland's number one. He's uh, he's, uh, he's 38 years old and the big man still has it. Definitely, he's, he's obviously he's he's a match winner at times. We saw that in Europe, um, but you can't rely on your keeper. You need to have a full a full eleven that can do it and do, do the job. And I, I do think Thursday played a part, but an old firm of that magnitude, obviously the build up around it, Gerard and Rogers, you, you, you can't you can't do that. And 
we missed we missed Valley as well. I thought Jack and Arfield um, could have done a job to cover him, um, but there's no excuse for that. Yeah, and uh, as you were saying, uh, Koulibaly, he was a big loss. He is an absolute animal. Uh, I feel as though he could have caused Scott Brown some problems. And uh, obviously Scott Brown got booked early on in the game, right? And I'm surprised the Rangers players didn't try to wind him up and say, OK, let's try and wind up Scott Brown. He's got an early yellow card. Let's try and noise him up and see what will happen. We didn't do that. Celtic players do that to Rangers players. Uh, I'm not criticising it, but that's just the way football is. And we should do it back to them, you know? But we never... So, obviously, we'll, uh, we'll move on and we'll talk about uh, the goal. Um, Matthew, I'll start with you and then I'll come to, uh, to you, Ben. Obviously, we've all got different opinions on this. Uh, uh, so, Matthew, what did you make of it? Uh, Ryan Jack, foul, no foul? Foul. It's, it's a soft foul. Ben, it's, 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 hold it's on, let Matthew speak. Let, me, let Matthew speak. <laughs> He's, um, obviously, Rogic has striped his man and... Jack's lost his foot and fell over. Uh, it's not yellow card, Phil. It's, it's just a fell. Simple as that. Obviously, run out of park and scored. It's a great goal. No, 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 no denying it. I don't think the fell obviously decided the game. Um, but it's, it's a fell. And obviously, the fourth official is obviously coming down the, the mic for the fell. Well, I almost just ignored it. And then went up and scored. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, it was, uh, hold on, man. Hold on. Hold on. But yeah, absolutely. There was enough contact for Ryan Jack to go down. It was a clear fell. And my book and when see when I first seen it I was like that's a foul that is a clear foul what's going on here why is the referee not blue for a free kick and uh, that no, back you but Ben right, I'll let you get your say awesome. I know you're chomping at the bit here my man so on you go saying that it's a foul is he's left his, his foot in like his foot's in between Ryan Jack's legs there was no way there was enough contact um, when he, he's put his uh, his left leg or whatever through Ryan Jack's legs there was no way there was enough contact there to be a foul Ryan okay. Jacks jumped up to try and win the ball. Ryan Jacks jumped up to try and win the ball and he's felt the contact of, of Roderick's right leg on his back or on his on the back of his legs and then he's went down looking for it. See yeah. if there's enough contact there for it to be a foul, Scott. If there's enough his contact leg, his leg rotates there's and enough goes down. contact there. It wasn't like he slipped or died or whatever. If there's enough contact there for it to be a foul, it'll be the one of the most like one of the most uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Wait, softest fouls I've ever seen. A if that's a foul, that's one of the most softest fouls I've ever seen. There's ben, no that, way it's a foul. That baffles me. Yeah, there's no you way. Can I just say as well? Can I just say as well? Can I just say as well? I knew we were going to get to this, and I knew it was going to get heated. It's not heated. Just before the podcast started, just before the podcast started, I put a twerp pull up on Scott Scott podcast saying, "Was it a foul? Yes or no?" So far, and I'm going to keep this updated. By the way. Well, so far, 92% said absolutely not a foul, and 8% are saying yes, it is a foul. Only 12 zo- votes so far, but that's what, votes? 4 votes for 12, so that's right, well, maybe we'll 4. Wait and see. Right, we'll wait and see the outcome of the poll, right? But honestly, it speaks volumes when Michael Stewart, of all people, thought it was a foul. It was. I'm not using it as an excuse. Right? I'm not using it as an excuse. He's only went down fault. because he was in the air. Hmm? So see if they were both standing in the ground. If 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 Ryan Jack's feet were planted in the ground, he wouldn't have went so down. So are you saying that he died? What you saying? I'm not saying he's dived or slipped. I'm not saying he's dived or slipped. I'm just saying. So it was a foul then. Because he was in the air. No, because Ryan Jack's in the air. Roderick's body's made him fall. 
Ryan Jack's trying to come down pretty much on top of Rogic. He's jumped off for the ball. He's trying to come down on top of Rogic. So there's nowhere for him to go up if his body's coming down on top of Rogic. So he's fell to the floor. No, but as I said there, right, his left leg makes enough contact with Ryan Jack's uh, leg, right? And then Ryan Jack obviously loses. Makes no contact. Well, okay. There's contact there. There's contact there. What about the rest of the game then? Right, we, were just, just, we were just talking about that specific incident, right? But yes, as you were saying, no, no, Willie really Collum... Right, no, no, as you were saying, Willie Collum, right, Willie Collum had a shocker of a game. An absolute shocker, right? And what, like, honestly, there was terrible refereeing decisions all weekend there. How does that make our game look, though? Right, when you look at the bigger picture, yeah, the standard of refereeing in Scotland is yeah. embarrassing. Honestly, no yeah, wonder folk down south laugh at our game, you know? And, right, and I've already said, right... The Al McGregor kick incident, that was a wreck, absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah. And honestly, Willie Collum, he's, he's actually he's gone, seen at, from FIFA as one of our best referees. Oh my god, <laughs> the standard is pathetic up here. Was a linesman as well, like for, for, the wee, for the wee kicks, for the wee kicks, and whatever the referee doesn't see, you've got a linesman there, even more you've got two linesmen that are supposed to pick up on these things. The referees only get two eyes, it's 22 players. So it's just, it's a, the officiating across our game is an absolute laughing so It's a joke. And then for Aaron McGregor to get away with it. In what planet? In what other league? Listen to me, in what other league does he get away with that? It was, no, as no, I said, no. he was very, very fortunate to stay in the pitch. And Steven Gerrard said that right after the game. He said, yeah, McGregor He's only got stayed away in the pitch. He's only stayed in the pitch because nobody's seen it. I think, <laughs> well, if we can't, well, if nobody's seen it, nobody's seen it. But now, I'm, well, what? Two of the, Two days after the game, they've watched the foul back, and he's like, "Nah, was we've no game, we've no punishment." So here's a question: Do you think Nimbrellis saying the three squads played an impact in this? Obviously, that got rescinded, and maybe refs are starting to think, "Well, hold on, maybe not every kick out is a red card now." Yeah, because remember Stephen Naismith, he kicked out on uh, Johnny Hayes. He never got yep. in trouble for that. I know, so it's it's it's, it's a matter of opinion, really. But Andy Giggs actually looked at Ayer and and kicked him. Um, for whatever reason, the heat at the moment or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's a red card. Listen, it wasn't Kevin Walker. Yeah, it was Ryan Jack. See, officiating aside, officiating aside, because we've not actually yeah. picked up on this, officiating aside, the referees this, the referees that. What is the need for Adam McGregor to do that, right? Why, what is the need for that? He's just risking, he's risking it. He's what Scott's saying he's the best goalkeeper in Scotland. He might be a good goalkeeper, he might be able to keep the ball out of the net, but. Is he a good football player when he's risking his team going down to 10 men at Celtic Park? That's that's what your hardest game of the season domestically. This is one of your hardest games of the season domestically. Celtic at Parkhead. And he's risking going down to 10 men. He he doesn't know if that linesman is staring right at him. I know. Yeah, as Matthew said, it was, it was definitely a silly thing to do and it was heat at the moment. And uh, we got away with that one. Rangers definitely got away with, yeah, that, uh, with that one. But uh, just overall, I was right after the game, I was like, I couldn't believe how poor we were. And as I was saying earlier, the way we set up Costas that game, we just showed Celtic far too much respect. And we didn't have a go. We should have had a go. And we only really started to attempt to have a go when Celtic scored. That's when we started to go, okay, we need to try and get back in this. And the only real chances we created were, well, that shot from Ryan Jack in the first half. And Morelos yeah. towards the, the end of the game, and Craig Gordon made a save. Yeah. 
and as soon as we got the final thoughts, we just lacked any creativity. We we were not productive enough. I thought, as much as I like him, Big Tav, I thought he had a shocker. Um, The only only Rangers players that I will give pass marks to would be McGregor, Goldson, Katic. That's about it, if I'm being honest. I I wouldn't even give Goldson, Katic pass marks, if I'm being honest. I thought everything ball came in the box, it was kind of iffy about it, and they they weren't confident. Um, McGregor, the only one for me that was decent, but at the end of the day, I think, I think from, a, from a Celtic point of view, sorry to interrupt actually, but um, it's just one of these ones I'll probably forget if I don't say it. But the past, the past obviously, good few months anyway, Rod uh, Lustig has had a, a bad run of it and he's been like, he's been getting sold and he's been, he has been poor, and uh, there's been no end of people picking him up on it. But yeah, I think Lustig had a brilliant game and Two really good chances as well. Um, yeah, hit the bar. Uh, hit the bar and then one of his headers sort of just by the post and Luke Griffiths first came on. So I think Lustig had a really good game. Hopefully he, he can keep it up. But Yeah. Um, there, was, there was plenty of Celtic players. I mean, in Cham, apart from his goal, in Cham was absolutely outstanding. So it was, it was brilliant. Um, yeah, it was. Obviously he controlled, he controlled the game and in the game he got, he got the ball, he's looking to slice it through, yeah. get it past, and his his work rate and his energy as well is just setting to none that day. Um, well, and yeah, I had a good Apart from the start when Morelos kind of pushed him um, off the ball, was it the start? Oh, it was the second half, sorry. Second half, yeah. The second yeah, half, yeah, maybe. Maybe looking for it, I suppose, but. Yeah, but. And he did have a good game, obviously. He had his troubles yeah. a few weeks ago, and but he came back, scored a goal, I think, I think he's fine. Yeah, and, and of course, full credit Celtic. They they did dominate the game. Uh, they they were the better team on the day. They deserved the three points absolutely. Um, but uh, Rangers, though, um, I'm still optimistic about this season. Um, I said on Thursday night. Uh, I said, at best, I said it'll be one each. That, that was my prediction. I didn't think uh, we would win. I didn't think that, but I didn't think we would lose. But. Uh, if we set up differently, I think it would have been a different outcome. But next time Rangers yeah, play, Celtic will be at Ibrox, and the Rangers really need to have yeah. a go. The oh, Rangers yeah. really yeah. need to come out the and get in Celtic's faces and really press them. And look, as, as we were yeah. talking about earlier, with Hearts, Hearts done that. And Hearts done it last season, beat Celtic 4 0. Hearts done it at the start of the season, beat Celtic 1 0 at Tynecastle. And I don't know what it is with Rangers, but re- over the last. Like 10, 10 games against Celtic or 12 games whatever Rangers have showed Celtic so much respect and it is infuriating me it really is I mean Hearts had a go at them and I would, I would say we're a better team than Hearts um, if they've got the quality to do it why can't we exactly I, I no. just, but, but I know obviously that's why on something sorry um, obviously Hearts uh, sorry not Hearts Rangers have obviously people saying it's been the worst start in so many years but you look at it four games played had your two hardest away games this season at Aberdeen and at Celtic obviously should have done a bit better but I will but putting that aside I don't know if Aberdeen is your hardest away game but go on the hardest obviously but Parkhead's hardest then you would probably say Aberdeen um, but, but you look at the points you pick up against Aberdeen he's always picking up points against Aberdeen he's had a tough run against Habs probably more than Aberdeen in the past few seasons two seasons I'll probably say so Aye. but regardless going to Pataudry is still a tough yeah, place um, 
But I see, I've been seeing a lot of Rangers fans and they're, they're, they're absolutely raging, of course. Losing to Celtic is always a sore one. But they're overreacting, saying, oh, the Steven Gerrard experiment is, it's not working. I'm exactly. like, right, guys, calm down, right? We're four league games into the season, right? I know. Four league games and our first loss came against Celtic and there's no shame in that, right? What's it but, been your most successful course, season for how many years is it qualified for Europe? I know, is that the first time you've qualified for Europe in like seven years? There's nothing really to be optimistic as you've had a successful season. Right, no, <laughs> I mean, only, right, this Rangers team is only going to improve. It is, and it's two months into Steven Gerrard taking charge, right? We've signed 14 players, right? It's not going to be a quick fix. I said this months ago. It's not uh, When Steven Gerrard took over, I said, right, he needs time. He needs, we need to have patience with uh, Steven Gerrard. And uh, this yeah. season... As I said, we're only going to improve. It's like new signings, new players. We're still gelling. He's still trying to find his his right tactics, his right system. It's some Rangers fans are overreacting, and it's everyone oh, saying, "Oh, the hype train! Oh no, that's it. The bubble's burst." No, it's not. It's not. Four league games in. No. Long season no, ahead. No. We've got Europe to look forward to. Still, still in the the league cup. Still got still got the Scottish Cup to look forward to. I'm still, I'm still very optimistic. I'm still excited, and we're only, as I said, we're only going to improve. Definitely. I mean, well, I've got Dundee at home next. That's, Use that yeah, to Dundee, get zero points. To get probably that's a must-win game. Exactly, and that'll that that should rejuvenate us and get us going again next time Celtic come round at Ibrox. We'll, and we'll be a lot better prepared. Obviously, we won't have the European game in, the, in Russia a few days beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, obviously, there's no need to panic yet. First, first defeat in 13 games, especially with the pathetic schedule we've had. Is, is, obviously, it's not been the best domestic start, but there's, there's no need to panic. Exactly, it's four games in. Like, if it, come on, like, it's four games, right? Rangers have beaten St Mirren. Um, obviously, Rangers lost to Celtic. Drew Aberdeen, <coughs> uh, which obviously Rangers down to 10 men, and obviously the Motherwell win was a, a poor result. Four games in, but there's only, what, 12 teams in the league. Like, that's... Like what a fourth? I'm looking at maths. A fourth of your, like your opponents, like drawing points to Marwell who what hadn't picked up a point before the pledges. Am I right? Yeah, no, he's very poor. He's a at Celtic Park. He's what very very poor. He's just let Celtic come on and he's let them apply pressure. He's let them apply pressure. Yeah, no, I'm not. I think I'm not using an excuse, but I do think first he did play a part. But it did. Just it did. I think it would be. I think it would be very silly to say otherwise because. Rangers look shattered out there. Celtic yeah. were playing the Thursday as well. <laughs> I, 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 I was playing at were playing against a pretty yeah. rubbish uh, side, right? And we had we we were coming back from Russia, right? And we've been ha- we've had a hectic schedule, as Matthew said. And obviously, obviously, I'm not using that as a oh, that's the sole reason we lost. No, I'm not. But it did play a bit of a factor in the result. It did. And also the way we set up, as I said, numerous times. Celtic's schedule has been as hectic and we've had harder teams to play in the Champions League qualifiers compared to your... As I said, I'm not using that as a sole excuse, right? And I'm not far from it, but I'm saying it did play a factor in the result. It did. Mm -hmm. 100%. But as I said earlier on, Celtic were the better team. They deserved the result, right? But I'm just pointing out absolute facts, right? Uh, and some of the reasons why Rangers played poor and I think honestly the, the main reason why we were so poor on the day was the way we set up that was it That's it was the tactics the way the team set up that was the sole reason Rangers lost that game in my opinion and, uh, and I also did think oh, it still had a good team right but I feel as though Rangers made Celtic look better than what they are right? Celtic had a good team but Rangers did make them look better than what they are uh, on the day. 
because if we if this season right, we've got all this optimism and we're gonna come out and say, Oh, we're gonna challenge Celtic, we're gonna we do this, we're gonna do that, we need to go and show there we can do it then. Mm-hmm. Rather than just sitting back if we're not gonna get there and show we're capable of matching them, what, what what's the point, you know? Mm. Like we done that like, see against Mullerwell in the second half against Mullerwell, right? We should have uh, we should have pressed like we should have pressed them and really pushed forward and tried to get that fourth goal and kill the game off. But we never we sat back and we're trying to hold on to that lead. I don't know why Gerald's been no. doing that quite a bit. It works in Europe, yes, but hopefully he'll start realizing now, right? I can't do this all the time. I only need to do it when needs must, right? I can't. Like, yeah. so, as soon as Rangers are winning in second half by a goal or two, right? Let's park the bus. Let's try and hold on to this lead because it's not always going to work. No, definitely it's not. not. No, but yeah, so I think say, should we move on, boys? We've spent about 20 minutes on yeah. this. Anything else we need to add? I don't really think so. No, I think we've got. We'll just say quickly Rangers um, reducing Celtic's allocation at, um, Celtic, at, like, Celtic fans' allocation at Ibrox, then Celtic doing it back is, was a poor decision from Rangers because it, it, I think it has changed the sort of dynamics of the atmosphere and that. Like, the atmosphere is. Um, Celtic fans are obviously louder and just as loud and all that, but it just there's no there's not as much back and forth, you know. No, so, no, I think yeah, I agree with that actually because uh, I didn't hear the Rangers fans once that game. I didn't hear Rangers the Rangers fans sing once at all. It was just all Celtic. Obviously, we are, but it's just they obviously we are singing. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the Rangers fans were singing, but I couldn't hear it. Sorry, that's what I was meant to say. I couldn't hear the Rangers fans at all because they just got drowned out by the Celtic fans because there was only about. 750, 800 Rangers fans there, am I right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, something like 750, 800, I think. Yeah. And uh, we've got, what, 49 or 59, whatever it is, Celtic fans. It's a mismatch. Uh, yeah. so boys, obviously, we've uh, been talking a lot about bad refereeing in Scotland, <laughs> right? So we'll continue the trend right now. Let's move on and talk about Aberdeen and Kilmarnock. Yeah, Aberdeen got beat 2 0 of Kelly at Pataudry. And uh, my God, that never in a million years was that a red card for uh, Michael Devlin. That was a baffling decision no, for Craig no, Johnson. Yeah. Another uh, poor referee. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, wasn't it wasn't a red card. Obviously, um, the Clannock boys initiated the contact with with Michael Devlin, and he's put him back, and the refs saddled with. The, the only reason he set him off, if he's seen that as a goal scoring opportunity. There's no way that's a goal scoring opportunity to take, what, 40, 45 yards out. Mm. Um, and he's, he may be the last man at that stage, but obviously it's near the halfway line and the defenders can recover. And it's a yellow card at most, but it's, it's certainly not a red. Yeah, straight red. Yeah. Well. But he, he, I know it's just even like you're saying it's a yellow card at most, and I agree. As, if he's going to give him a yellow card, you can't really complain. But when you watch it back, and obviously we've got a luxury of, watch, luxury of watching it back, I don't even know if it is a yellow card because he's went down so easy. Like yeah. again, there's so little contact. He's he is looking for it. He's he's he is definitely looking for it. I'm just watching it back again and right now, and he's when you see it from different angles, like it was just those lips. It's right, no very very harsh. Uh, I cannot believe it. it and uh, I, it see, the the game. Wor- I think the worst decision I think he could have made. Like no, the, the most. Even even as you were saying, Ben, I think a yellow card would have been harsh as well. You know, um, I think that would have been quite harsh, but yeah, that completely I mean, changed the game. Maybe simulation, maybe. No, I mean, it went down so easily. Yeah, but, and, uh, yeah that was a poor one. It was a really poor one. 
But obviously that played a massive factor in the game and that completely changed the game. And when you get a man sent off here, that especially that early on, it's really it's really hard to come back from that, you know. And uh, you can clearly see that as well. Aberdeen were just, they did not know how to cope with that at all. And uh, what about uh, James Finney? In the lead up to the goal, uh, in the lead up to the goal uh, do you think uh, that was a, a foul on... Uh, Stuart from uh, Shinny, I thought it was uh, oh, a clear fall uh, all day long. That was a Rangers tackle. And, uh, um, well, do you think do you think that was a foul from a? Uh, oh, sorry, I do. So you, I sorry, I was just saying, Matthew. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. a clear fall. Yes, yeah, a Rangers tackle. Um, he's obviously he's James Shinny's claim when he got the ball. If he did get the ball, it was after he's made the contact, went right through a player. Um, and Eamon Brophy what a free kick that was yeah it was, uh, I thought it was, was a pretty poor challenge as well and uh, what it a free was. kick from Brophy my god that was outstanding it was, so it was. It was. Yeah, yeah, I think Shinny's at fault for the goal as well because he's obviously he's, he's gave away the film and then in the wall he's, he's left that wee gap I don't mm. know if that's if that's the keeper that's always keeper organising the wall but still why is he leaving that wee gap he's put it right through the gap Round, round the wall into the back of the net. Obviously, not in the way. It was fantastic. If Shinny was there, he could have potentially blocked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, obviously, Greg Stewart came back to haunt Aberdeen in the second half, is, uh, and he scored yeah. a terrific goal. What a run that was. But it has to be said, that Aberdeen defending was horrendous. It was shocking. I enjoy the watch. I mean, he's just turning a player. In the 50 yard line, and he was running 50 yards, chipping the keeper. Who, by the way, I thought Keeper did have a good game. Like, first half, he made a few good saves, but um, it, was, um, oh, it was a terrific goal just to loft that over the keeper. Well, it was, and uh, uh, Aberdeen fans will be raging at the, uh, the fact that they've never seen this Greg Stewart when uh, he was playing for them, and then uh, he's playing for Kilmarnock, he comes to be tawdry and causes him a lot of problems and scores a terrific goal. What, 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 I know it's a uh, like, they were both fantastic goals, but my personal favourite was Seg Stewart's. I thought that was honestly outstanding. It's safe to say that would be goal, yeah, 100%. Great, great goal. I, mean, I think it would be yeah, hard to talk that Composure to think over him at the end. It was a great goal. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you touched on there, I've been fans, like, where's this Greg Stewart from last season? But, just, it was fantastic goal, obviously, but I think defenders, was it Don Ball and Constantine, the position was all wrong because could have easily been avoided, but it was a fantastic run. It was oh, if that was Messi or Ronaldo, or whatever, I'd be everyone be raving about it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The next one, go. And uh, that was uh, Kilmarnock's first win against Aberdeen in about twenty-one games. Yeah, twenty-one yeah, games. I and uh, boys, I, I think you recall uh, in the last episode, I was saying Aberdeen will uh, struggle this season, and uh, I know like I'm not going to be overly harsh on them because obviously they got a, a red card. Early on, but I still I'm still standing by my comments from the last episode. Um, I don't see them finishing the top four. I really don't. And uh, losing two 0 at home to Kelly, even though we had ten men, that's still a big blow. Ah, uh, like obviously, like you were saying this for Rangers, like we're we're still only four games into the season. Like it's so so early on, but um, you know I. I if it's not if it's not going to be Hearts and Hibs in the top four, then it's going to be Aberdeen. So, so it's it's hard to call between probably Hearts, Hearts, Hibs, and Aberdeen, I suppose. But yeah, how, the question is how long can Hearts keep it up? 
And come on, look, I mean, I don't think they've got the depth to keep it going all season. Yeah, I mean, they've been excellent season last season. Like, yeah. I just don't think Kamara have got the depth to keep it going for a full season yeah Kamara was really well good beating, last year but Hibs. it's going to be interesting to see how they fare this year we're beating Aberdeen 2-0 at the beginning of the season and next on the next one is but Kamara that maybe shows you that they can um, they can do it through a season or all, so, so to speak I think they can do it. I think uh, Jordan Jones will have another big season for them get like I said last week in the pod that and to Schobler, getting him on from Villa is another great piece of business. And like I said, they've got Boyd up there, you can always rely on him, Eamon Brophy, Greg Stewart. You know, they've, they've got quality in the squad and definitely, definitely top six, no doubt for me. Top four, it's a push. It's definitely it's a push. It's pushing it, but you never know. I mean, if I'm beating Aberdeen, Aberdeen to an hour, and obviously Hibs are getting beat to one by Livingston, which is a really poor result. Then yeah. Yeah, that was. I mean, it's not, it's not the most unrealistic thing I think you've ever said, is it? You know what I mean? Or come on, not to finish in the yeah. Kelly, yeah, yeah, Kelly, top six uh, for me. But uh, Ben, that we see because you just brought that up there uh, with Livy. Oh my God, I don't like anyone seen that one coming at all. Like that was no, no, that was a well deserved win for Livy. They, it wasn't like they were lucky. They deserved that. They worked ever so hard, so they did. And uh, of course, they're used to playing in that. Terrible plastic pitch, and uh, that's going to be that's going to be a problem this year for a lot of teams because that pitch is that's going to be a pain to play on. All you can see in that pitch is the wee the wee black um, the pebbles, the pebbles, wee pellets. all you can see is just them flying up everywhere, and it gets in it like you don't understand. It gets in your face in that as well when you're actually working on it. I also was in sports. You make make sure it says you, your foot doesn't feel quite right. Mm. And if like, he's just standing there saying that, imagine what the players must be thinking. And mm-hmm. it also it works at his advantage. Um, the, the two goals they, they took were, were great goals anyway. So, mm-hmm. but it's going to cause them problems. That's going to be a tactic, obviously. The pitch, and they'll, they'll be used to it, like you said. So, and yeah, that could be enough for them to maybe stay up. And obviously, had a great start. Yeah, that does baffle me though the fact that we have plastic pitches in the top flight that should not yeah, be allowed I think the problem, the problem is so it's all about the upkeeping I think it probably cost less the Celtic I'm pretty sure Celtic's uh, uh, grass was like £4 million or something um, Livingston don't have £4 million, like you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, definitely I think uh, it must obviously just to be doing the cost and when it's not the richest league then there's not a lot you can probably do about it I don't think the league or the SFA are going to be like rolling them out when it's just going to squeeze the bottom, like, you know, the, the, the um, less well-off teams even more, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, I see what you're saying there, but it, I, I think everyone does agree, though, that, that it is a terrible yeah, surface to play terrible, on, and it should terrible. not be allowed in the top five. just never have done it in the first place, is, that's, that's what I think. How you prevent it is, you say, like, the teams uh, in the top four tiers or the top three tiers, you say, no more changing from grass to plastic and then that's, that's it that's the only way that's it it's like stopping breeding orcas and capital yeah. you know what I mean just stop no more switching from grass to plastic and then hopefully we just don't see any more plastic and see the amount of injuries that occur on those pitches it is obscene I know. It it's, is. it's ridiculous absolutely I, mean, I know and uh, it's cost Murphy hmm? a big chunk of season exactly um, I know. It did. and the injuries that the players get is, is very worrying because some players don't even come back from it and they're never the same again. I like, I'll bring up yeah, one as well. Like the, one, one of the 
biggest ones that stood out to me was uh, back in uh, the third division with Rangers and David Templeton. He got a, a shocker yeah. of an injury and he was never the same player uh, after playing nah. on a plastic pitch. Um, nah. But then he went to Hamilton and he played plastic Yeah, he, did, pitch. he was baffling. He, like, and he'd done uh, well at Hamilton, but... He was never like because uh, everyone was expecting David Templeton to go on to bigger and better things. Like maybe yeah. if he'd done really well at Rangers, who knows? I mean, it could have got a move down south. Who knows? But he never who ended knows? up getting released, and then he was out of the game for like a year and a half or so. And yeah, um, but, he's, at, wait, he's at Bradford just now, I think. Yeah, he's at Bra- um, uh, yeah, I've seen that. He's at Bradford just now, but he was he was tipped to be the next big thing, and he never lived up to the hype true to that injury. That's what I firmly believe, but. Uh, going back sure. to the game though, Hibbs defending for both the goals, my God, that, oh. that that was really poor. That was. I mean, that second goal, they weren't even ready for it, I think. Uh, the boy, Aki, I don't know his name, Aki Bingong, mm-hmm. is that his name? Yeah. Was coming on. Was coming on, he was obviously giving instruction to R. And then, I was just hitting him, and he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then, it was a great finish, like I said, it was great finishes, but also, Neil Lennon after the game was raging, they were avoidable. Well, wasn't it? They were avoidable goals, it was terrible from Pimp's point of view. Yeah, but again, gotta give credit to Livingston. Yeah, see F. A. Ambrose boys, he is so bad. He is just <laughs> so so bad. He is the weak link of that Hibs defence and I don't know what Neil Lennon sees in him. The guy is just all over the place. He at times he just he's running around like a headless chicken and you would think that he's never like been a centre half his whole life and it's like the first time he's ever played as a centre back he just looks so well, lost it was, like, it was like his feet the wrong way around you know I know yes. he's just running around like a headless chicken like oh what am I doing and he just doesn't know when, where players are right? he doesn't know how to man mark guy is hopeless well, I don't disagree remember I watched him for long enough at Celtic Park <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't, do not rate that player and, and I mean he plays week in week out for Hibs and, um, you know, so it's a, it's it's interesting, but sure no, I don't think, really know. Sure, I think Hibs, like they're, a, they're obviously a biggish Scottish club, can bring in some better. Um, I don't know, it's a strange. I also played well in the champion. He was with them in the championship, wasn't he, for a season? Um, I think sure. it was the second half of the season. It might have been. I don't think it was the first yeah, season. It, it might have been. I think it might. No, I think it was actually the second half of the season. Fair. Hmm. It was built for them to be. It was built. That's what I say. That's what I was bringing it up because when he was with them in the championship, he was absolutely brilliant. Uh, I'll give him credit for that. But when he's come up to the Premiership, he's obviously with Celtic as well. He was terrible. Went to Hibs in the Premiership. He's been terrible. I just, I guess, think they can surely bring someone better in than him. And uh, I don't know why they haven't already. Mm, yeah, exactly. But what a result for uh, Levy and. Uh... <laughs> they're going to be. They're going to be a team. It's just going to be a pain to play against when you go to that stadium, as I've said, and. Can feel credit to him. That was our result. Nobody yeah. seen coming. But boys, I've just no. realised we've not spoken about this yet. We should have spoke about this when we're talking about the old firm. Musa Dembele leaving Celtic to go to Leon for yeah. twenty million. Right, Ben, I'll start with you. What do you make of the whole fiasco with Musa Dembele? Do you are you a fan of him still, or are you really disappointed in the way he conducted himself to try and get a move? Um, I'm not, I'm not really disappointed. Like. You sort of expect that nowadays, like footballers, um, don't really have a lot of respect. Most of them, yeah, I might be a bit harsh, but that's my opinion anyway. So a lot of footballers like that. He's like, so I'll, what I'll say is, I'll, like, I'll take twenty million. I think I highly, highly rate Edward, and 
a highly, highly, highly rate Griffiths. Um, if they say if they lost a defender, if they lost Tierney or if they lost M. Cham, then alarm bells would seriously, seriously be ringing. But the fact that it was Dembele, I think, um, is okay. There's a wee, there's a wee you know, niggling feeling in my mind that we'd been getting bids for Dembele all summer. They've just took one on deadline day. They accepted one on deadline day, so they can use the excuse whenever I had time to spend the money. <laughs> but as <laughs> um, um, a Celtic fan, I think I can't complain that my football team is twenty million pound richer. Probably won't get invested in players, but it definitely keeps us above. It keeps us afloat anyway, and I suppose that's one way of looking at it. Um, but yeah. Uh, it could have been worse. It could have been in Cham. It could have been Tierney. And then, obviously, we would have had issues. But there was yeah. more issues with Dembele leaving. Aye, yeah. so yeah. I think Dembele... Oh, on you go, Matt, on you. I'm saying Dembele, he's obviously a great player, but I'm surprised. He went for as much as 20. Obviously, he's got potential there, but last season, he was poor, I think. Celtic, we're not happy to see him go, but obviously, to get a 20 million for him, they like that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for a good shot. I, I, I would probably need to disagree. Um... Twenty million seems fair because you need to remember like the way the market for football footballers is going and how much these English teams are spending on players you've never heard of. Whereas yeah. Dembele has proven himself; he's scored goals in the Champions League as well as the league. And he was injured a lot last season. He had a lot of competition for that one spot up front. Um, but obviously, if you, like twenty million, twenty million pounds is a lot of money, and it's surprising seeing a player leaving Scotland for that amount. But I just look at the some players, some other players have went far and I think it's probably fair. I think 20 yeah, million for Mr Dembele is uh, pretty good, I think it is. And uh, I, I never thought Celtic would get that amount for him, but that is, uh, I think it's a good fee. It definitely is, considering well, the fact that Celtic signed him for about 600k and they went on to make a massive profit on him for 20 million. Yeah. That's... Uh, Good day all round, I think, for Celtic. It's a good bit of business, but the way he left Celtic, if I was a Celtic fan, I would be, I would be disappointed in that because he was liking tweets saying that uh, Brendan Rodgers broke a promise to him, and and he liked a tweet as well saying that Rodgers tried to force him out the door in January to go to West Brom or Brighton, I think it was, and uh, I, yeah, I would be obviously if I was a Celtic fan, I'd be annoyed at the way he conducted himself. I thought it was quite poor but then again you always see that in football nowadays agents in the football there's any point he's not anymore I understand what you're saying but was there really any point in being disappointed because he's I mean obviously he's not a Celtic player anymore and he's a, he's a Leon player and I would say he's probably making if people are going to think um, like less of him then they're going to think less of Leon they're not going to think less of Celtic <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not really. I'm going to worry. But I'm not going to lose sleep. We've got two excellent strikers. I mean, Griffiths banged away forty goals one season. Edward uh, uh, proved himself last season. So you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm fine with it. And uh, we'll, we'll move on. We'll talk about uh, Hearts and St Mirren. Um, boys, I think we should kick off talking about the big news that came out. I think it was uh, a couple of nights ago. Um, Alan yeah. Stubbs got the sack. Um, how do you feel about that one? Uh, ben, I'll start with you. Do you think it was a bit harsh well, four games in, got a sack after four league games? It's all, 
only four only four games in and I mean he did he did start the season with a victory. Um but I mean look at like look at Dundee. I mean but how, I mean they're sitting basically I mean it's so stupid to even say because it's only four games in the season but they're level with Hamilton they're above Dundee they've got the rest of the season it's just, it's just, going to, it's just upsetting the, you know they're going to have this period of time where they're looking for a manager and there's going to be another transition period and it's just it's not going to make things any better I don't think unless you get some miracle manager in um, I think they're linked with uh, Jim McIntyre I think you'd be a solid appointment yeah. he's done well definitely uh, in the SPFL before he won the League Cup maybe with uh, Ross County and he, I felt as though he was sacked very unfairly and when County sacked him they brought in that clown on coil and look what happened there you know <laughs> so I think Jim McIntyre will be a safe pair of hands um, yes I think it is a wee bit harsh uh, that Alistair's got sacked after four league games but it's uh, apparently it, it seemed like uh, he lost the dressing room. The players weren't buying into his tactics. Uh, apparently, had uh, some he was he wasn't really approachable. His man management skills were not to par, and obviously that played a factor uh, in his demise. <laughs> He's very quick demise at uh, Saint Mirren, and so yeah. I think Saint Mirren will be fine. And there was a lot of unrest uh, at Saint Mirren uh, amongst the players, and I think. Stubbs made, he did make a lot of signings but I don't think he actually has recruited all that well if I'm being honest um, Matthew uh, what do you think about the, the sacking of Stubbs? I think you can tell very early on if it's going to work or not and obviously we touched on Rangers earlier I think it will work with Gerard. and then we've came Stubbs has been to St Mirren he's made a lot of changes early on he's, he's wanted to play a 3-5-2 at St Mirren um, and it obviously worked the first game but Tell very early on if, it's, if he's going to get on with the players, etc. And obviously, like you, you said, there is he's not. He's obviously, if he's lost the dressing room this early, four games in, it's obviously not going to work. And after the, I was watching his interview after the after the game there after the weekend, and he was he was telling me the name names like oh so and so is doing this, so and so is doing that. You, you can't do that. No. Um, you can't come out and start blaming your players for whatever mm-hmm. when it's clearly his fault. And they're obviously. Been no happy with whatever he did, his training, his tactics, whatever it is, and it, you'd rather get him out now rather than let it go on for ages and it just gets worse and worse. You can get it sorted early on, and you can obviously get it improved and get things back the exactly. way it should be. That's a good point. And see, defensively, especially at the weekend against St. Mirren, they were out. Oh, sorry, against Hearts, they were all over the place. And up front in the final third, they were just lacking creativity. They were like it's, that's been the common theme of St. Mirren this year. They've been lacking goals, and defensively they've just been so disorganised. And it's uh, it's been quite shambolic to say the least. And some of the goals Ben that they let in at the weekend were pretty embarrassing to say the least. <coughs> ben. Have you lost Ben, Matt? I don't know. Let me just check. I think we have. But I'll come to you, Matt. Uh, yeah, the defending uh, at the weekend, some of the goals they let in was really shambolic. Oh, they that. were. And they weren't helping themselves. Um, obviously, they, just, they, were just, they were just looked like an amateur team. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hearts just run them, run them ragged. Um, they're trying to play it from the back and that. And 
Hearts intercepting right, right in the back line. If you get intercepted in the midfield or up front, fair enough. But if you get intercepted in your own back four, that is just, it's, it's not acceptable. And obviously up front as well, like you said, they just had no creativity. And one of the misses, right at the end, fair enough, it was, I think he was right in front of the keeper and just basically missed the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I was shambled. Aye, sorry. I was a hand, 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 I was a hand
Sure, sure, sure. Deal, Masa. He's obviously he's what thirty one now. He's an experienced player, and he'll know how to handle certain situations. And but it wasn't going to say. Obviously, they will rely on him. But just having a look here, they've got goals for the team now. They they won't just obviously rely on him when it matter, really matters. But they've got a good spine in the team now. They've got Peter Harden two goals, Ekberg two goals, Naismith as well, obviously. And I think. As much as they do well rely on him, I think the whole team will, will chip in as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll, <coughs> we'll, we'll move on from uh, Hearts. And, uh, oh, before before we do, predictions, boy, too, then we'll get the Samirin job. Uh, my money's on Jim McIntyre, definitely. Uh, I, would, I, would think, yeah, I would think Jim McIntyre. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea, don't know. No idea, don't know. Um, aye, so we'll move on. Uh, we'll, we'll talk... Uh, about Dundee uh, speak about Dundee they've been uh, in the news uh, recently obviously signing Kenny Miller on a two year deal which was a weird one but they also lost uh, Stephen Colker uh, and uh, yeah. they rejected a bid for 1.2 million uh, back in January from uh, Rosenberg and now they've let him go on a free very bizarre I think boys <laughs> it was and I, think it was a, I read somewhere I think it was a his contract he could go for free if he wanted to uh, McCann uh, said that he didn't want to keep that unhappy player uh, in the dressing room because uh, Coker went to him and said, right, uh, I want to leave, I want a fresh challenge. Uh, and Neil McCann went, okay, that's fine, I'll let you go, best wishes. But, yeah, see the fact they never actually cashed in on him? They'll be raging at that, Dundee. They'll be very disappointed yeah. in themselves that they, they cannot make a bit of money off Stephen Coker. Well, it's, it's terrible business, after the example of brilliant business for the Dembele deal yeah. it's, it's, it's a shame because they're, they're a struggling team we've probably got a lot of money and they've lost that opportunity to actually make some money back um, yeah. you know so and for our game for, like, for our game we would want them to make the £2 million or whatever um, no, so that's £2 million that our league lost at the end of the day that doesn't matter if we're yeah. done these Mm. Colker obviously is, there's, no, there's no question about it he's much better than Dundee and if they could have said right listen you want to leave that's fine uh, but we want to get a fee for you I'm sure Colker would have been happy with that if he was guaranteed to get a fee for them I think there'd be a host of clubs out there that would have, would have wanted them like even old firm Celtic Rangers they could easily fit I would have taken my Rangers over uh, big uh, Macaulay if I'm being honest been, well I've got Macaulay now, so I probably won't go for them but um, definitely if you do a job we could even play a back three with Kulker um, Goldstein Katic um, I don't know if he'll stay in Scotland I don't know if he will I doubt he will but he'd be a great addition for any, any club in Scotland absolutely but um, we'll move on to the, the, the game against Mullerwell obviously Mullerwell beat Dundee 3-1 it's, honestly it's not looking good for Dundee right now it, it looks like the, the Dundee players are not playing for the manager uh, and I'm starting to think McCann is losing the dressing room and uh, they just—they look like they're low in confidence as well. They—they they just look like there's no real direction right now with Dundee. Um, and obviously Stephen Colker, as we said, that's a big blow for Dundee because right now their defence is all over the place, like most of the teams down at the bottom. And uh, boys, how do you see it going for uh, Dundee this season? Or Neil McCann, do you think he could last? I think. Um, they're unfortunate if they don't give them a bit of time but 
like he's obviously under a lot of pressure and I've had a, a really good season last season did this so he kept them the up season, that was so. the main aim he kept Dundee up yeah and, uh, that, but right now it's not it's not looking too promising no um, it's, it's not but obviously it wasn't Coker sign him not I don't no. Well, you just might disagree, but I don't think that's a particularly good signing. I mean, is he going to score enough goals that he's going to make a big impact? I, I mean, think he was scoring, I think go, how many did he score for Rangers in his last season? But Rangers are a lot better, a lot better team than Dundee. I think it's a pretty poor signing. I wouldn't say it's a poor signing. Kenny Miller can still do a job. and yeah. he, Obviously, in his debut there, he got an assist and uh, it looked like... He did work hard, and uh, see Kenny Miller. He's another player, quite similar to Chris Boyd. If you get give Kenny Miller service in that box, he'll get you goals, and uh, he yeah, works right. ever so hard. And he's a leader. But does he get service at Dundee compared to the service he would get at Rangers? Is the question. Bear in mind, in the second half of last year, he didn't get a lot of game time at Rangers last year. He never, and obviously towards the end, he had a big falling out, and he got suspended. So, but. Over, you would see when you look at Kenny Miller's third uh, spell at Rangers, he done well. So he did. Yeah. Uh, managed to get uh, yeah. a couple of goals against Celtic as well. He was brilliant in the championship, and uh, a return yeah. to SPFL, uh, he, he done well. And uh, Kenny Miller, I think two year deal. I was surprised at that, but Kenny Miller's a player you want in your team. Absolutely, I would have kept him at Rangers if it was up to me just for another season. Not starting him week in week out, but just yeah. having him within the dressing room is because he's a figure you want. Because, as I said, he's a leader and uh, he's got bags of experience and he's a winner. He's a ton, yeah. Hey, well, well, <laughs> that, but yeah, um, I think it is a, a good sign for Dundee. Remember last week, boys, I said that as a wee tongue-in-cheek joke. Do you think Kenny Miller's eyeing up the Dundee job? Because he knows Neil McCann's in a bit of trouble. <laughs> but. Even Kenny Miller said he was surprised at the game a two-year deal. He was stunned at that. He said he was like, I didn't expect that, but I'll take it. Yeah, no, definitely. Obviously, as a player, you want to play as long as possible. And if a club, you have to clubs off and you have a two-year deal, you're going to put your hand off for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, yes, but Mullerwell, um it was a well-deserved win, absolutely. Mullerwell deserved the three points. And, yeah, I think they'll... Growing confidence now, especially after uh, that late late uh, equaliser last week against Rangers, and obviously getting three yeah. points away uh, at Dens Park. Um, they might kick on now. We'll wait and see. But yeah, that was a a well deserved win for Motherwell because Dundee were just really poor on the day. And so, boys, yeah. um, Neil McCann, I really hope he can get out this rut. I like him. Oh, uh, he's not he looking so good. Yeah. What are you going to say that, Ben? Yeah, no. I'm saying I like him as well. Like, I, would, I would like for him to 
to be successful at Dundee because he, he, he's young and so it would be good just to, to see him have a wee run at, wee run and a wee go of things but cause, but yeah we'll see what happens I suppose we don't know yeah. but no, I don't know like the only can yeah, yeah, I think he's a great manager. He talks. I know exactly. And he's so sell it. Down. It's not like it's not like he's been poor. He's uh, he's done what's been asked of him. Keep him in the league. And he's managed to do that. So he's, that's, that's the thing with Dundee. As long as they stay in the league, that's uh, that's the expectation. As long as he can yeah, try and keep them up, they'll be his job will be fine. But it's going to be tough. It will be tough for them. But um, we'll we'll be and then uh, we'll speak about Aki's and uh, St Johnston. Um, obviously St Johnston uh, won. If it was two one, so they did. And uh, St Johnston, uh, they've started the season all right, I think. So they have seven points. Mm, exactly seven points. Uh, so boys, uh, what do you make of the, the signing of Tony Watt? He's actually starting to come on to a wee bit of a game, I think. I, I was going to say that. I think that's not quite a, a decent signing. We'll see what happens, obviously, but. Um, don't see why you wouldn't want to give him a chance. Yeah, he got uh, right, player of the month. Yeah, so he did. So that's uh, a good return for him. Um, I think obviously he, he, he provides goals, but I think he, he's more than that. He's obviously physical. He can. I said I was also watching the highlights. He, he's got a good cross on him as well. And he, he set up that boy McMillan at there. He missed McMillan, but he set him up anyway. So. He's obviously got more to his game and goals, and he's obviously going to... For, for St. Johnson's level, for his level, it's a, it's a great piece of business. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I did also feel like Tony Watt got a... He was quite hard done by it, Celtic. Um, obviously, he apparently had a, an attitude problem. But now he's starting to really be more humble. Because... Then again, yeah. see if you score a goal against Barcelona at the age of 18, then your manager comes out and says to the press, he's now a Celtic legend. That's going to boost your ego, yeah. And I think Neil Lennon should have dealt with him a bit better, but he just treated him like he was a bit of rubbish and sent him out on loan. Then he ended up leaving and he could, yeah. he could never find his real form. Uh, and the guy, I think he's a talented player. And he's been struggling over the last few years, but right now it seems like he's settled and he's at home at uh, St. Johnston. And I think he's only yeah. going to kick on. And that was a, a smart uh, bit be. of business there from uh, Tommy Wright. As you said, credit. Uh, an excellent bit of business for an excellent bit of business for um, St. Johnston. But it could be like it could be one of the best moves of his life. Just he could find his form. He could actually start getting plenty of game time, scoring a few goals. Um, so it could be a, a good move for Tony Watt as well as as much as St Johnson, you know. Exactly. Definitely. He's still what fairly young. Mm-hmm. So he can, he can spend to rebuild his career St Johnson, then St Johnson can cash in him in a few years and happy days for all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, but that's the thing though. Um, just going on to Hamilton. Sorry, boys. I've just uh, planned time issues there. But yes, uh, Hamilton yet again more shambolic defending. Actually, it's been seen this uh, whole weekend there. There was plenty of horrendous defending to be seen, and it's been an ongoing thing with Aki's. Their defending is just atrocious. It really is. And it, it seems to be like an ongoing problem, and they're yet to rectify it. <laughs> no, it's just so bad. You don't think you're watching a professional team when you watch Hamilton defend? Mm-hmm. I know. 
Well, obviously they've not got the budget. They've got the lowest budget in the league, but still, obviously, you can you can you can look at the, the free transfers or whatever. Just do something, something, anything to improve their their defence. And it's like you said, sometimes watching them, we don't look like a professional team. But they still got three points on the board. Um, they're no bottom, which is which is always good. So if they try and sort that out somehow, that I'm sure I'm sure Hamilton will will have a decent wee season. Yeah, and it's good for St Johnson as well. They got they've got uh, Danny Swanson back, and uh, that's yeah. a great addition. Uh, yeah, he's just a top goal scorer two seasons ago. And obviously, got his move to Hibs. Didn't quite work out there. He came back to St Johnson. Um, Seven, we touched on seven points, two wins, uh, a draw. Then the top half. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I don't think we'll see the top half. Um, but definitely, <coughs> a good start will go a long way to helping them. Yeah, I don't see uh, St Johnson finishing the top six this year. They'll definitely stay up, that's uh, for sure. But yeah, definitely, they're too good for that. Um, but I think if they obviously avoid relegation, um, end the season quite comfortably. Obviously, it's only four games in, but if they have a good season, have a comfortable season, uh, that'll be a success for Tommy Wright. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, boys, um, oh, it has to be said, uh, full credit to the Scotland women's team. They qualified yeah. uh, for the World Cup. That's uh, great news. They're showing uh, the guys how it's done. <laughs> yeah, please take exactly. notes. I know, exactly. Please take notes, uh, Scotland's, uh, men's, uh, Scotland's men's team. Because um, the last time we qualified for a major tournament was 1998, and I was one. And Ben, wait, were you even born at that time? <laughs> so about my dad's boss. <laughs> I was I was two and a half or something. Uh, I wasn't even born. Yeah, but, yeah. So I'm waiting for it. I've been waiting a long time, forever. Oh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> full credit to the the Scotland uh, women's team, and obviously it's an international break right now, and uh, Scotland have a friendly against Belgium this Friday, boys. Um, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, I think even if they played our second team, it's it's not still good. still not going to be good for us. Um, but obviously, I think McLeish has brought in a lot of young players and he's trying to build something. So who knows? It, it could, we could maybe pull off something, but I just, I just can't see it. Uh, no, I'm, as I've said previously about uh, Alex McLeish, I think it is a, a smart appointment. It's a safe appointment. I think Scotland will be fine under him, but it's going to it's going to take time. I, I've said this with Stephen Gerrard. It's not me. It's not going to be a quick fix. It needs to be given time. Because uh, the Scotland team is pretty much a mess right now, and uh, see, obviously Andy Robertson got a call. Uh, sorry, got the the armband. Captain, yeah, Andy Robertson got the Scotland uh, armband. How do you uh, feel about that? Uh, I mean, pretty, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I think it's probably. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Really, I don't know if he's a leader or not, but he's a Champions League finalist. Brilliant player. He's a brilliant player. Plus, Liverpool Champions League finalist. Why not? I don't know if he's a leader of the men, but. Yeah, I mean, I think another shout would have been Tom Kearney. I think he'd do another good shout for captain. I think Robertson, Jack, he's a young lad. He's obviously, I think he's the best left back Scotland have. It's no disrespect to Kearney, he's absolutely fantastic as well, but I do think Robertson's just a bit better than him. I think you can't go wrong with giving him the captaincy. I'll just give it my best. Mm, absolutely. And uh, boys, uh, I think we've pretty much covered uh, everything just, we've had to cover, have we? Anything else you want to Let me just say, 
Let me just say, Scott Scott Podcast Twitter. Did Roderick foul Ryan Jack in the lead up to Celtic FC's goal on Sunday? 18 votes so far. 17% yes, 83% absolutely not. Group B, but 
was, I don't see you didn't just qualify no way Sparta I, I mean they're a really good team I mean Rapid way he's, want, he's probably want to, to try to finish third like maybe he's want to try to be finished third um, so he's on sitting bottom or whatever Villarreal I think will win I think it's honestly I think it's between Sparta and Villarreal will win um, and I just don't see him just picking up many points at all seeing Spartak three, point, three points against Spartak at home don't see it definitely don't see any away points at Spartak Moscow uh, Rapid being at home you know, we'll obviously may be able to pick up a couple of points here I don't see he's picking up any points against Villarreal either I, I was I think <laughs> 10 points is very optimistic I know but I think even Rapid being away from home will probably be a tough one I don't know, but they thought we'd even get to group stages anyway, so... Exactly, yeah. exactly. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm don't, just get me wrong, don't, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, like, it's excellent, we've got two Scottish teams in the Europe League, right. I'm really looking forward to it, but um, that's as far as you go. Um, that's well, a tough group. Right, I think, I'll but, hold you to that, mate, so I've, I'm like in the, obviously the, the same opinion, like in the sense of I don't see us getting out of it, right, but I think we'll give it a good crack, uh, we'll give it a good... Uh, Definitely.你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你说你
I think it would have been a different outcome. But I think a, right. a lot of Celtic fans are looking too listen. much into this saying, oh yeah, that's it, the hype train's over, we've put Rangers in their place, aha, that's it. No, but still, but still we need to play three times in the league, right? Still a long way to go, and it's two months into the Steven Gerrard experiment, right? And he's brought in 14 players, and he's tight to gel, and you need to have a bit of patience, right? We'll wait, we'll, no, we'll wait and see how Rangers are trying. come Christmas time. Listen. We'll wait and see how Rangers Listen. are come Christmas time. That's when you can real. So that's no, when you, that's when you can get a real perspective on where Rangers are at. For years, he's had no domestic success for years. He's haven't been in uh, Europe since nineteen canteen. How many years has it been? Wait, what did you say? How, how many years has it been since she's qualified for Europe? Seven. Seven years. You've had no European football for seven years. He's have had no domestic success pretty much at all since he's was born. Can on, can on. He's had no domestic success. So if you just get to the end of the season, right, and you haven't, you're not, you're not challenging for the league. So if you get to the end uh, of so the you, season, you were, so you you're saying this right after one game. Did you, you not see in the last podcast that Rangers would No, no, not qualified. Sorry, after challenge. Did you not say that in the last podcast that you think Rangers can make more of a challenge than last year? I mean, how many games did you draw? Right, but wait, what are you talking about last year? Yes, yeah, it's only more than two two games. Right, we're four games in, right? I'm not saying, oh, we're world beaters. All I'm saying is, Rangers will make a challenge. We will. This team's only going to play games. I'm beating that and the six of them will draw us or something. Hmm, what'd you say? Given that Laude, we've went all oh, 10 games unbeaten, we're about 6 of them are draws. That's but see, the so in, in Europe, right? Of course, the thing is, we were undefeated in Europe, we were undefeated in Europe. Scott, you obviously don't remember what it feels like to be in Europe. If you just get to the end of the season, right, he's not challenging the league. If you just get to the end of the season and he's haven't won the Scottish Cup and he's haven't won the League Cup you can look back and go do you know what we played six games in the Europe League group stage something we haven't done it was a bonus since. but it's not going to define our season it won't no, like no, see no, if we if we finish if we finish if we finish second right and win nothing that still was not a great season and we're just like oh yeah we made the Europa League yeah but we didn't get out of the group we were like just say we're an embarrassing Europa League you're out and just say we finish second as well. We're not going to be like, oh, we made the Europa League. That was uh, that was it. That was it. That's all sorted. So what me, an amazing so season! If okay. we so, if so we finish second, right, and we don't, if we finish second and we don't win anything, and we do poor in Europa, we're not going to be like, oh, the Europa League, man. Oh, that what a great season that was. We made the Europa League. Not at all. That would still be a pretty poor season. Okay, so you don't have a Europa League, so you so you you don't care about Europa League and whatever you don't care. No, I do. I want to do well in it, but it's not. It's not the it's not gonna define Rangers season far from it. By the way, you won't be anywhere near Celtic or you won't be challenging Celtic. This is after one game when as I've stated before after after I've stated before Ben the reason Celtic won that is due to Rangers tactics, right? Rangers tactics for horrendous and we showed you far too much respect. We stood off you and we let you play your game and we made you look better than what you are. As I've said, you're a good team. You deserve the winning Sunday but we, you still need to cut my drops twice this season and obviously we still need to go to back head again. So, yeah, we're going to line up differently. We're going to set up differently because Steven Gerrard will know not to set up that way. Look better than we are. How did Rangers make Celtic look better than we are? Because we've been because dominating we for seasons. Because we showed you too much respect, and we 
played off you. We did. We never got in our faces. We didn't press you enough like we should have. Right? And come on, right? You've seen that all day long. Right? See, if you got in your faces and actually had a go at you, it would have been a different outcome. Right, hold on, hold on. There's too many talking. Everyone's talking over each other. Right, hold on. Right, uh, who, who's talking? Right, Ben, on you go. Right, Celtic are about two or three classes above Rangers, okay? You're saying um, we showed just too much, uh, Rangers showed just too much, uh, showed Celtic too much respect or it won't happen again. You need to remember, Scott, Celtic have been dominating, dominating news on and off the park for seasons. For, for seasons. So just because you've of what qualified for Europa League, right, which I think is very good, and you've of won, you've of won one game out of four. It's not been a great start. It's not been. It's not. Because when you, as I've said, as I've stated before, see the fact that we've got a new new management team, right? We've got brand new players in, right? And the fact that we qualify for Europa League, that is a big achievement, right? And I've been watching Rangers, like I've watched every game so far, and you can see the improvement. You can see the improvement in this Rangers side. As I've said, this is the most organised we've looked in years and years. We've got the best keeper in the land. Defensively, we look great. And obviously, the midfield didn't turn up on Sunday, right? Because we're missing some key guys like Koulibaly, right? But our midfield is solid. Obviously, they didn't really show that on uh, Sunday. But see, when, look, even when you look at the final third, we've got guys like Morales, Kyle Lafferty. There's talent in that side, right? And when you compare the squad... Uh, from this season to last, it is night fan, and day, fan, 110%. Every time he's played against Celtic, he's been awful, utterly, yeah. utterly awful. Morales Morales. hasn't turned up for the old firm games, that has to be said, I'll admit that. He hasn't, and uh, but then again, on Sunday, nobody how, really turned up apart from Big McGregor, Catech and Boys, boys. What you say? I, just, I want Scott to tell me how... Rangers made Celtic look better than we are when we've been I've already told you I've already just said I've already said we showed you far too much respect we we stood off you completely and let you play your game if we pressed you got in your face it would have been a different outcome that's just my opinion that's just my opinion my man I'm not denying that but so have we when you look at this Rangers side we've got quality in every single area of the park we do Matthew Matthew, the Rangers have quality no, in every is, area of that, that part, from defence, goalkeeper, midfield, up front. That performance, that performance for Celtic wasn't a brilliant performance because Rangers showed us too much respect. It was a brilliant performance because we're a good, solid team of football. You're a good team, right? I'm not denying that, but... We, we, the way we, as I've said many, many times, our tactics cost us that game, but I feel like we're going round in circles here, we are, we are. You're just not listening, that Celtic team you watched, right, is as good as a team that bet you's 5-0, 5-1, 4-1, 4-0, whatever, last season. I mean, it was the same players that we played, it was the same starting 11, even though we've lost Roberts and lost... Um, Armstrong and we're a less worst team and we never qualified for the Champions League the best competition in football or the hardest competition in football so Celtic are worse than Celtic or whatever but you're also Celtic seem to forget though that Celtic also still, beat off Hearts as well we dominated Rangers we dominated we got beat off last season we dominated Rangers I know what that was like right at the start of the season as well we got beat off well, the game in so have, I think you've won I think Rangers. Two or three. Obviously, we've won one. It's so early on, mate. It's so so early on. Okay. But I'm not. As I've question. said, I'm not saying Rangers are world beaters. I'm saying I'm optimistic about the season ahead. Right on you go. When, 
when so last season when we bet he's four 0 and five one whatever was that Rangers making us look better than we are because it was the same again last season our manager was Oh, Scott, last season did you see who manager was though and, you, and you obviously you can probably see that you can probably also see the better. fact that none of those players were playing for Mattel whatsoever and, and the fact is though right, of course we weren't good enough last year but we've we brought in 14, new, 14 players mate it's going to be, it's going to be different this year absolutely did not make us look better than we are if yeah. he's made us look better than we are right, we'll, we'll put a wee poll up we'll put a, right, we'll end it like this right we'll put a wee poll up right Saying, Scott says that, uh, Scott says that uh, he thinks uh, Rangers showed Celtic far too much uh, respect and we made you look better than what you are. But put a poll up, another poll, another another classic no poll. Question, I, don't, so, I don't even, I don't even agree with like. You did show us too much respect, but you never made Celtic look better than we are. Right, we'll put the poll up, Ben. We'll put the poll up, and we'll see what the we'll see what our the fan base We'll see what the fan base thinks. Right, we'll see. We'll wait and see what the well. Right, we'll put the poll. I'll put the poll up right now because we're going to need to shoot off. Right, we're going to need to shoot off. But Matthew, Matthew, still going strong. Isn't us making you look better, Matthew? I think Matthew's. Yes, I'm still here. Right, so we'll we'll put it up there now. That was uh, that was uh, enjoyable. People said that wasn't a foul as well. By the way, that was that was enjoyable debate. But uh, we'll put the we'll put the poll up, boys. As always, another twenty minutes. So uh, I think we're going to need to tell people to fast forward to this specific moment to hear a good, interesting debate. But there's a lot of shouting going on. So and this is, I should be the the guy trying to right, right. You talk here. You talk here. But uh, fuck it. <laughs> right. So I work with it and uh, put it up just now. But boys, a pleasure as always. Yeah. Uh, are we going to be doing a podcast for uh, international week for the Scotland game? Or are we going to give that a miss? There's no point, is there? Mm, fucking international. Nah, so... Uh, we're boring. Nah, we'll just leave it at that. But I, I, boys, uh, pleasure as always. And uh, really until next pleasure time, guys, take care and I we will see you soon. Oh, sorry, I, uh, I think it'll be a couple of weeks, mate, but aye. So, guys, aye. take care and we will see you soon.